So you want to rock an aesthetics career? <laughs> yes, please. Welcome to a brand new episode of Illuminating the Path, where you'll get your weekly shot of real career direction. And maybe a little tea. I'm Patty. Carissa here. Coming straight to you from the world's beauty mecca. LA, baby. Illuminating the Path starts now. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to another segment. We are diving deep a little bit into this, you know, subconscious level. Want to get some good, good perspective as to who we are in this career journey. What do we want to see happen? What does our blueprint look like in our minds? And how are we fulfilling those needs and those points, those checkmark thing items that we, you know, are always top of the mind. I should, I should, I should. Um, and then just kind of feeling guilty sometimes when we don't always hit those notes. Um, it's so important to get to those very essential pieces of who we are as practitioners, as managers, as leaders, as consultants, as coaches. Anything that we do in this space requires a certain level of awareness about what where, where are we going with it? What's our intention? Where do we see ourselves kind of leading down this path and how do we want to bring others along with us? So that's the question today. And that's really what I'm always all about with my own teams. I am super excited actually this week to be chatting with someone I know very well, and I will get into that in just a moment. Um, but also want to, first of all, let me just preempt that Marissa is out this week. She is doing some trainings. She's rocking it with all her trainings. She is like doing just so much out there in the field, just helping people every day grow and build their career, you know, and awareness and talent. And it's just, it's, and I'm just in awe watching her just go, go, go. So I am covering, I'm holding on the fort today. Um, but also excited to be sharing this time with this fine gentleman. And I can say that he is my husband and he has a tremendous background in this space. He actually, um, I'll give you a little context, has some, he's a certified life coach, but also, you know, a super duper smarty pants in the sense that he has tons and tons of corporate background knowledge comes from a big, you know, NBC studio, like his resume is a wild, like long, long list of all the accolades and, you know, great things that he's done in his life. So I'm super proud of him there. But more importantly, I feel like in the last 10 years that I've known him, I have really, really been able to do a lot of soul searching and understanding the real, like lifting those layers, the real why, why am I doing these things? How are we getting to these platforms in our lives? What do we want to see happen? Um, it's always kind of that dance between personal life and career. And I'm just so excited because this is now what he's doing as his profession to work with others and helping others lift those layers and get to the core of what makes us tick. What, how do we get to these places in our lives without having all the carnage that we leave behind? Right. Because that's really what, what happens when we don't have these identity pieces dialed in. And so I'm doing actually a piece right now. We're doing a retreat with our staff. Um, our Houston girls are flying in and we're going to have a big LA retreat in February. And we're going to be really diving deep into like some trainings or do some clinical trainings, but we're also doing some disc assessments. And um, I've had the privilege of, in fact, I'm actually including a ton of this type of work in my book, uh, MedSpa Mentor, that'll be coming out later this year. I'm including a ton of this disc assessment work in there because I feel like it's 
so essential for the team to really understand that just because we don't nail every single thing we do in, in, in our careers, in our home life, everything doesn't mean we're bad at anything. It just means that it's not a strengths that a strengths focus business that we're in. They're straight strengths focused effort, I should say, because we end up really sometimes overcompensating and trying to make things come together when sometimes they're not supposed to come together. Sometimes we're just not supposed to be in that lane and we just kind of get off track. And so I'm like all about trying to figure out where can we get some of these points dialed in quickly. Obviously, nobody has a lot of time to do a lot of like, I mean, if we all had time to go sit in therapy for like hours on end, we all probably would, but we don't have that luxury sometimes. So quickly dial in these points that help us just use these quick tools on the daily that we can usually just dial in without a whole lot of thinking and allow us to really give us that little boost that we need so that we can get through the challenges. So without further ado, I will introduce Mr. Morales. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. So, so much to cover, such good information. Um, I'm always super excited to hear what, what you're doing with your clients because it resonates so much and it really pings me to think, oh yeah, I need to be bringing these things up with my staff. You know, we need to be talking about like what makes us tick, how, how do we want to see our, our lives play out all these great things. So share a little bit about what you do with your clients and how you kind of prime them up to do this kind of work. <laughs> sure. So, um, really where it starts with is, is connecting with an individual to understand where, where their discontent is, you know, a lot of us have, um, we're, we're kind of going through life and we get to a point where we're like, you know what, I, I feel like I'm, I'm meant for something more, or I'm just not getting to like the, the I'm not seeing the progress that I would expect of, of my life at this point. And what I do is, is, uh, have conversations, um, create a space for them to dive into this further and to understand what is it that they really want? What is that? And, and where are they currently at? So one thing that can lead to a, a, uh, that discontent is when you have a blueprint of how your life was supposed to be at a particular point, And you look at your life conditions currently, and you're like, it's not there. There's a mismatch between my life conditions and that blueprint. And so what we do is we look at, well, what can we do? Can we, do we need to adjust the blueprint or do we need to adjust your life conditions? And so we do a deep dive into eight various areas of your life, understand um, your level of um, contentment in each of those areas and anything that sticks out that might be a low level area, we create a plan and we understand why aren't you there? Why aren't you able to take those actions? Is it a lack of resources? Is it a set of beliefs? Is it uh, confidence is a comparison, all these things we dig into and we help reframe and we start to develop like, what are the behaviors that the person that would lead that ideal life for yourself? What are those behaviors that they have in place? What are those habits? How do they operate their day? And we start creating a plan to align your current day with those future state, um, actions. So that that's really it. I mean, I know it's a kind of a mouthful, but that I took you through the process a little bit and we can certainly dig into some of this in a bit. So that sounds amazing. And I, I, I'm all for definitely, if, if you can take time in your day to really spend time working with a coach, I mean, I can't, I just can't rave enough about having access to those types of moments in my life previously to when I even met you, Mike, I, of course, was already doing some of my own self-work. And I remember those moments when I just felt like, oh my 
gosh, this is a breakthrough. I can't believe I'm actually, I, I've been just in this space of not knowing that this is what I'm getting hung up on. And so, and especially when it comes down to interpersonal relationships and all the different things that really make our, you know, our elements to the quality of life that we lead. Um, and so it's, it's so critical, so critical to just be thinking on those levels, like what can I do to get that level of just interaction exchange and talking through some of my, you know, just, and this isn't necessarily therapy because I, I am all for therapy. <laughs> no. But it's more about distilling down like the everyday workflow and so much to the point that you can even get granular on what, what those items are that are, you're, you're just finding that I'm always up against this, like, for instance, deadlines, I don't do well Mm -hmm. with deadlines, but if I know that I'm not going to do well with deadlines and these things are going to play out the way they always do, what can I do to kind of counteract that and make sure that I don't have this kind of stress or frustration, especially if I'm working with staff that needs to be, you know, (laughs) not stressed or frustrated. And so the more I work towards keeping, you know, my checkpoints along the way, the easier it's going to be for them to, you know, get on board with the things I want to get done. And it's got me like, okay, it's not crazy time. Patty's not going off the rails again. It's more about like, it's, yeah, we know exactly what, what outcome we're looking for. And we can unanimously get there without the struggles. But again, we don't always have the time to go this deep dive route and work with a coach and do all these different pieces. If we can, that's great. What are some of the tools that you have found um, that are kind of quick fixes, things that you can, you know, really get your your head wrapped around and kind of use in a, in a practical, you know, application way? <laughs> Well, I think it, 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 in the workplace, uh, ultimately, it's still about people. We can have all this technology, we can have all of these processes, um, all of these online tools and things, but it ultimately comes down to people and how you relate to others. And to be mindful of things that can um, improve a relationship and things that can immediately hinder a relationship. And in some of those things, I mean, there's essentially these four major categories that can really impact a relationship and make it go south. Um, and, and one of them is, is criticism, uh, criticizing you, your partner, like not giving feedback, but like cr- criticizing the, the person for what they do. And the next is contempt. Um, and, and it's like, if there's somebody that you work with and every little thing they do just annoys you, you already got a problem. There's already something there that shows you that things are, are already going south and maybe we need to do something to address it. And then the third one would be defensiveness when you're getting that feedback and, or if they've asked if something's done and you respond in a way that's like super defensive, like, yeah, I took care of it already. That's already created an environment where things could be challenging. And lastly, it's stonewalling, just the silent treatment. Um, so um, that can really, you know, it's like it's communication. And this is a business, it's relationship, it's people. We, we have to communicate. And if one does not communicate, then it's hard to understand what their particular needs or, or issues might be that um, can be addressed. So it's ultimately about communication, but just be mindful of those kind of four areas um, if you like, we could talk a little bit further of like how we can address some of those, but um, I'll, I'll leave that well, to you. More, more, yes. And I definitely agree. Those are definitely external tools that are going to be, you know, always so helpful to identify what's happening, you know, in this current moment, in this environment that I'm in. Um, 
additionally to that, I want to kind of get a little bit more in, into like the personal like checkpoint systems that we like to kind of fall back on to identify where I'm at on an internal level so that I can understand mm. what's happening on an external level. And so what I found is incredibly useful, and I know you use this tool as well, is to just ask the staff to do disk assessments and to Absolutely. get a really clear picture on where are you at? And I call it, you know, in, in my book, I call it who's who in the zoo, um, because it seems <laughs> like everyone has a role and everyone has their, you know, strengths. And it's kind of like a little comical. One of my my dearest mentors taught that to me years ago. And um, and I've just always just it 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 really stuck with me because I feel like if we could just identify where we stand in this like ecosystem we live in, we work in, then it's just so much easier for us to, you know, come together. And then if there are those issues, like what you just described um, within our dynamic, then we can then address them with conscious understanding about where this other person is and why I'm not connecting with them and why it's not playing out the way I thought it would, but without having those preconceived ideas of, well, they just don't get what it, they don't understand my workflow. They don't know how to operate, you know, it's so much easier in my opinion to work on these levels of saying, no, I understand that you're a strong uh, with a disc assessment. You're a strong D I'm a strong I, this is why we're seeing it from two different levels. How do you use this tool for your patients or your, your clients? Right. So, so I'm, I'm glad that you brought up the disc, um, disc assessment, because it, it is super important because it, having these tools, it allows you to understand what your tendencies are, what your communication style is, how you respond to conflict, what keeps you motivated, those kind of things. And so knowing how you are first, um, you can kind of temper and, and, and tailor your message and an, an understanding of how you're going to deal with issues. But also when you do it as a team and you understand each other's communication style, how they like to interpret information. Are they somebody that needs to get into the details? Are they somebody that likes to have a bit of a, needs to establish rapport and talk about how their weekend was before you can get into anything specific? Mm-hmm. You get a better understanding of how the team works. And so that when you have the, those communication opportunities, things can be tailored and it can go a lot smoother. So do you want to talk about what the disc involves? Yeah, I mean, for what's it's D I S C or the acronym, and you know, D is um, driver. Um, I it would be like the interpersonal, um, and then C S would be like the steady type, and C is more of the conscious. Um, I call them like details people, um, and so we all kind of come up on the scale with one dominant. Um, trait. And then we have like a secondary trait. And so what I've been able to do in the past is to, by assessing the staff, and this isn't something that you would assess like an an initial interview kind of time. This would be something along lines after someone's worked for you, you've kind of gotten, you know, to know them and you kind of see where they're, you know, they're just their everyday, you know, what they what they like to do, what they don't like to do and stuff. Then you introduce the disc assessment in a way that is, it shouldn't feel ever threatening or in any way, like I'm going to lose my job if I'm not assessed properly. Never like that. It should feel like, okay, so you kind of got the workflow. You know how we groove around here. Now let's see what really drives you so that we can start seeing, you know, common patterns and complementary patterns that can help us really get 
that synchronicity down. And so then the staff is like more excited about it because then it's all about, well, let me figure out how I assess and how you assess. And then let's talk about it. And then it becomes kind of a fun conversational piece, but also when challenges come up, which they always do, especially in this med spa space, you know, you've got just one situation where you have a client that goes sideways on you and, you know, it's not easy to distill that down into like, okay, what's the action item? What's the plan? Who's, who's meeting this client? We're on the path that client's on, who's going to do the cleanup work after, if there's any kind of like paperwork that needs to be done, all these things. Right. So, you know, the tasks and how you want, and it becomes kind of a, a, a nice, just synchronized dance after a while, which I noticed that happens a lot with my teams. They're always, even before they take the, the disc, we hire based on these types of, we've been doing it. So I've been doing it so long that I see certain traits and certain patterns. That I'm like, oh, this person's strong here and this person's strong there. And so I purposefully look for people that are stronger in one area and then other people that are stronger in another area so I can match them up even again, before we even take a disc assessment, before they even do that. Um, and it just, it always kind of, it's so nice because you walk in and it's just kind of like, everybody's just flowing and everybody's just kind of like doing their thing. And even when there is challenges and there's like personality conflicts or whatever, um, then it becomes a conversation as to why, why is this happening? How is this playing out? And so coming back to the work that you're doing on a life coaching level, um, what are some of like the scenarios that you have seen people use these disc assessments, you know, in their personal lives? Well, I think, um, I I've seen it where couples have used them together, um, yes. especially if they've had a bit of, um, some challenges, you know, they say they've been together for a while and, you know, then suddenly there's they're that luster of the, the newness of the relationship is kind of wearing off, right? <laughs> the polarity, the polarity. <laughs> the hilarity of the polarity. Anyhow, um, so it's important, you know, it, it it's one of those where it's like, I've seen it where people understand one was like a complete I, uh, the, the female in this relationship was a complete I, and the other one, the male was like a, a complete driver and dominance. And it's like, you can already identify if somebody has more of an I being a social person and they're, they're about communication, they're, um, you know, they were concerned about like being disapproved or like losing influence or being ignored. And yet the dominance is like, I just want to get things done. Um, you know, what, what are the things I need to do? I'm going to check all these, all the boxes. I need immediate results. I need to take action. You know, there's, you can just see that right there, that there's already an, an instant scenario that can create conflict. So by them being mindful of it and, and understanding what, after taking these assessments, they're like, oh, I understand myself better and I understand why we get into these tiffs sometimes or disconnects and by that awareness and, and you can start to see like, okay, well, if I need him to get on board with what we're doing this weekend. I just got to give him a bulleted list or, and, and for him, he needs to have ask more questions and understand how the, her day was in this case. So yeah, it, it, it can really help um, relationships um, smooth out some, some rough edges. Absolutely. I think we have a lot of times, even those type of conversations, it's like, you know, we, we play into our, and, it, and it's funny because when, when life happens, you know, and things just become an escalated situation and you just, you, that's when you're seeing red, right. And you're like, and it doesn't necessarily have to happen in the household. It could be like someone cuts you off in traffic or you end up just really not getting the results you wanted from some project that you did or whatever it is. Um, and so you end up getting to the, a space of, you know, 
just heightened state, not thinking clearly, feeling like intense, intense, intense. And so to have that understanding that the individual is going through their heightened state, which is another thing that this, the disk assessment gives us is like, what, where are you at on a heightened level, on an escalated level? Um, and how do you naturally play out there? Then it's so much easier to understand. It's like, oh, she's just having her moment. She's got to go through this pro, you know, process and she's just going to come out the other side. She's going to be logical in about five minutes, but right now she's got to have, she's got to go through this piece. Sometimes for me, when I, I know, especially for me, I, I'm a high, um, C DC and I am all about like details. And so when I go into my like escalated states, I, my immediate go-to is get control of the situation so that you don't lose control. So I start taking quickly. I mean, like seconds, start taking inventory of the situation, start making my list, start getting my head wrapped around like detail, 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 where are all the broken pieces? How do we put this together? How do we make sure that things are aligned so that we don't have complete fallout in this emergency situation, whatever it is. And I get super, super. And so what from the outside, the way that looks is she just completely went into herself and she's not talking to anybody. She's like, and she's going into like a, a, like a machine mode at this point. And she does not want to have like any kind of interaction with anybody. So let her do her process. And then she'll be better roses afterwards. She'll be fine, but she's got to get all these quickly, like these boxes checked. And if she doesn't do that, she's going to be a complete train wreck worse than ever. And she's probably going to lash out and have like some words. So um, it tends to play out like that. And my staff actually knows that they know it's like, and I'll say, I'm like, okay, I'm having a moment here. I need to like take a step. Back. And I'll, my, my biggest thing is that the first thing they'll say to me is like, well, don't get on your recorder, Patty, and start sending a bunch of, you know, voice memos <laughs> because you're going to say things that are not really probably, you know, well-received. And it's like, but for me in my head, I'm just like, I got to get all the details. I got to make sure they know everything that's wrong so that we can get this dialed in quickly. And I make it a point to not call people specifically out. That's one of my policies that I don't, I don't ever call individuals out. I make it, this is a learning, learning experience and everybody needs to just tune in right now because we're going to go through a whole list of things. And it ends up kind of sometimes landing as a big old download of criticism. And so yeah, for them to know that about me, it's like, no, she's just, she's just actually working through these things in her head. She's not really trying to like ream us or, you know, get all like sideways on us. She's trying to just make sure that she's covering all her points. And then when she's done doing that, she's be fine. She'll be fine. Well, so yeah. First of all, I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen that behavior at all. I have no idea what you're talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> So what I, what I wanted to say though, in, in, in touch on was the, um, the secondary. So you have a primary score, right? That's your primary natural state. And then the other, the second score is your adaptive. So it, you can have like a, a high D and then maybe when you're stressed or when you're stretching, um, you can flex into maybe an I, or maybe you flex into a, a C it's conscientious, um, so that's, that, that's the thing to be aware of. And, and that, you know, is this situation, is this a situation where I have to lean into my secondary or am I leaning into my secondary? Uh, and, and also understand that other people have secondaries as well. And, and that you can work to strengthen those, um, those secondaries as well. And, and so what I was curious about is like, if you were aware of what your secondary was, because it seemed like you went from a D to a high D. <laughs> 
No, I know. I'm a, I'm a high D and, um, I have my, my C and my, um, my I are equal to each other. So that means that I can switch on the warm, fuzzy, interpersonal, love you, love us. But then I can also switch over to, but let's just go ahead and detail everything out that is, you know, wrong right now, because we have to get to the bottom of it. So it, it can be back and forth and, you know, sometimes a little, you know, Jekyll and Hyde, but it works out. <laughs> Well, I can also see like the tremendous value that it has for you um, having your team go through this process so that they they get a sense of their communication style and you get this ultra great awareness of their their needs. And Absolutely. so, you know, instead of like, okay, like how they said, please don't make another recording voice memo for us all. Um, you can be like, okay. I got to watch the tone on this one. Hi guys. <laughs> They're all eyes, you know? Yeah. Hope y'all well, had a great funny. day. Yeah, you're right. I have actually, you know, had to like come back and I've, and, and I've gotten really good at making recordings of everything that needs to happen and everything's wrong. We got to get this done in blah, 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 blah. And then I'll listen to it. And I'm like, okay, I got it out. Now, how do I say it in a way that is actually encouraging and uplifting and not just a big old bitch out session? So yeah. It's, it works out really well, but also on the flip side, you know, you have staff people that sometimes, like, I remember I I hired a girl recently and we work a lot on Slack and, you know, it's like text. So you're not really super interpersonal on it. And so I was detailing out to her what needed to happen, like, as in the steps on why we do, like, she had asked me a question and it was kind of a basic question, but instead of me saying, you know, giving her the quick answer, I was all like, well, let me just make sure I give you the the rundown on like why we do the things we do. You're new. So I want to make sure that you're, you know, learning in this process. So I gave her like a, like, I don't know, like five points of, you know, we do this because of this, this, and this and blah, blah, blah. And, and this is why, you know, you, and, and this is how you see it play out. And this is, this is, and so I was giving her instruction anyhow. And so she, her response, you know, was like, I was just asking a simple question. <laughs> I didn't mean to upset you. And I'm like, oh no, no. I'm like, I'm not upset. I'm just a very thorough detail. I'm high C. So I just like, I didn't tell her that, but anyhow, I was thinking to myself, oh, here you go again. You know, you're getting all, you're getting all details. And sometimes, you know, that comes off as like, she really thinks I'm a complete idiot. And so she's giving me all this extra detail, but it's not meant that way. And I try to, you know, then soften it and say, no, I just, I have this like mental process that I go through and it's my way of making sure that I cover everything. And actually I'm doing it for the, for the purpose of empowering you. I'm giving you a complete download. You may not have asked for it, but I'm giving it to you so that you can at least have all the tools. And then, then, you know, that, you know, everything is covered and you don't have to worry about, you know, missing anything or, and then, you know, if it becomes a miss later on, then we'll have a different conversation, but at least you have all the tools. And so, yeah, it doesn't always come across that way. It sometimes comes off as super critical. Okay. (laughs) There was another thing I was thinking about that, that also adds another layer is the, the assumptions that we make, the assumptions that we make in, in, in situations and maybe assuming um, that assuming what somebody's needs are in that case, right. Mm-hmm. Where right. they just wanted, uh, you know, uh, a, and you gave them B, C, D, and E. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, and that, that's just, I mean, it goes back to communication style and being aware, but also to like, we have to, we have the opportunity to think about how we want to feel about certain situations and not add story, not add meaning that's not there. So that, that's another thing that's hugely important. Um, 
and anyhow, it just, in that situation, it just made me think too, that, um, having that awareness of what, like, you know, putting more meaning on it than, than you needed. Like you put meaning or that, that she needed more information than you had. At, right. Right. Than she needed. Right. And also I <laughs> coming back to also, and this is kind of tying to the career, the, the, the metastatics career specifically is too, that, you know, a lot of times guys, we work with our doctors, which are usually if, you know, at least my perception of it, I could be wrong, but my perception is that usually very driven people, obviously they're doctors and, um, they're not always going to be super like download all the details for you. They're going to be kind of curt and some kind of in a hurry sometimes, um, because they're driven people, but sometimes you do get a complete download. And again, it could be because that they are super, you know, thorough and obviously everything they do because they have to be, and it can come off as like, Oh, well, my doctor doesn't like me, or I'm clearly not pressing my doctor or something like that could happen when it could just be that that is how they operate. That's how their mind operates. And so to understand, obviously you're not going to go to your doctor and be like, sir, ma'am, I'd like you to take a disc assessment. So I know how to read you, but (laughs) You could very well make it a group activity and invite, you know, your medical director to come in and participate, or you can ask the medical director to approve something like that. And then they may want to come along and do it as well. And that just makes all the world of difference because I've heard it so many times that, you know, doctors just don't want to, you know, they just, they're impatient or they don't want to deal with like, and it's, I don't know that that's really the case. I mean, I absolutely love our doctors. Um, but again, they're not dealing with me on a clinical level. They're dealing with me on a business level. And so we are communicating not specifics on, you know, on what needs to happen to a patient. Most of the time, it's what needs to happen for the business, for their business. And so, um, it's a different kind of energy. Um, so yeah, I feel like that is very relevant. And one of the reasons why I wanted to do this segment is because I feel like it's really relevant for, you know, us to have those tools that we can quickly dial in and understand where people are coming from, our our teams, our our staff members, you know, folks that we are collaborating with, trying to build a brand and a reputation for ourselves in the process. It's not an easy, you know, one, two, three. No, no, it's not. It's not. Um, I was thinking about this, like the idea of, um, Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I, I was looking at a, a note here, but um, you don't ask, you know, obviously your medical director is not going to take a disc assessment and hand you, you know, uh, a, a, or send you an email and say, here's my score guys. This is how you need to talk to me. No, but, yeah. but behavior leaves clues and, and past interactions uh, can give you some clues. So if your, your medical director tends to be very bottom line and results oriented, they tend to be very direct you know, decisive people, then they're probably a D and their priorities are immediate results, take action, challenge yourself and others. And so I think with each of these categories, if you do a little bit of, of, you know, homework and understanding what each category is and the details, you can find the clues. Um, You know, I'm sure there's people on your team that are like, they're focused on what's correct and the quality and the details, right. And they want to plan everything. And so you have to, you understand what their, their fears are maybe of being wrong. Or, um, you know, being criticized or pressure for immediate decisions, right? Right. Or even like something as simple, and this I've found before can make a difference, um, where something as simple as um, assessing a client Mm -hmm. when you are super high eye 
And that's something that has happened before. Um, someone is super high I, which is interpersonal. And so interpersonal people can be incredibly, incredibly jovial and incredibly playful and lighthearted. And, and it's all so delightful. But a lot of times when you have a client in the chair and they are like probably already a little stressed because they don't like the way something looks or they want, you know, answers about how to fix it. And they're all super focused and intense and everything to come in with like, hi, how are you doing? How was your weekend? You know, and that kind of conversation can be a little bit jolting, can be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get to the bottom of what I'm, what I'm stressing out. And it really has nothing to do with you has everything to do with where that client is in their mind. And you knowing that you're a high eye may need to kind of like taper it down a little bit and be like, you know what? I know I'm going to probably get into this, you know, chatty conversation about everything, you know, kids and life and whatever, but I need to read that this client is kind of having a moment and they need me to dial into maybe something a little bit more like my, my S, which maybe I don't have a high S on my assessment, but it means that it's a steady, you know, someone that is like very, you know, factual, likes to, you know, the patterns is comfortable with the patterns, an accountant type, a, a doctor type. Absolutely. Someone that is, you know, very, very good about seeing, you know, repetition and is very comfortable with that repetition. Um, maybe they need me to dial, maybe this client needs me to dial into my S a little bit and mm -hmm. really just kind of slow my conversation down and be a little bit more rhythmic and talk to them through, talk them through the procedure and what they need and how they need to see things and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, come into maybe tapping into a little bit of my, my D because that's going to be my driver. And I know I have a little bit higher D than my S. Um, and that's going to be me actually giving them some good affirmation that what I'm saying is indeed what needs to happen. I'm advising you on your treatment. And I really believe that if you do, you know, these three things, you're going to get to these. So you're driving it a little bit harder and not so much, you know, driving them to do it, but getting a little bit, standing your ground a little bit. So that's, I'm going to tap in a little bit of my D and then I can tie it all nicely with a big bow with my big eye personality and be all fun. And as I, so I'm so glad we figured that out. And now we can move <laughs> forward and we can do great things together, you know? And so these are the ways that these tools, in my opinion, really play out in our space, because sometimes we do have to be all four of those assessment titles, but we just kind of have to know where am I strong? Where am I not so strong? Okay. I'm going to have to reach a little deeper for that one. And then I'm going to be able to really kind of unwind this situation with maybe a client again, that doesn't necessarily, maybe they're a total different personality and they're just not, you're not gelling with them. And that's really what I find to be the biggest holdup for some practitioners. And I've even had them come to me and say, don't ever book me with that client again. I don't do, we don't, she didn't like me. And I'm like, mm, does she not like you? Or was she maybe in a place in her head that you didn't see and that she couldn't tell you and that maybe it's just an, a situational, you know, thing that we can overcome. Um, we can not book you with that client, but wouldn't it be better if we actually figured out that, you know, it's not you, it's not her. It's just, you know, the way the conversation played out. You, you know, noticed that too. Yes, for sure. For sure. I, and I think up to this point too, we've been focusing on it, like being um, using disc um, to know yourself and to know your team and, and now, you know, touching on for clients, but I also think like, you know, just taking the client focus a, another level, how powerful can this be 
if you're aware of your client's tendencies and when it comes to offering treatment plans, to being able to make suggestions and understand what is the kind of the, the, the code to unlock the receptiveness to your, to your suggestions of, of which products and, and treatment direction they should go on. I think it's huge. Not to say that this is like about manipulation. It's, it's about, but it's like influencing with, with their particular needs in mind. It's understanding what people yeah. need and how they need to be communicated and how they'll be most receptive to information. Well, that's the whole thing too. And obviously we can't do a disc assessment for each of our clients, but right. we can after a while. And it's like a muscle. So as we're using these tools and we're, we're kind of pinging them every time it's like, yep, yep, that's, that's where I'm going with this. This is what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. And you're working through it in your head. It becomes kind of second nature and you start kind of seeing people in this light too. So you get really good. Like I said, I, even before people take disc assessments, I'm kind of like given, you know, little mental profiles in my head about like, where are their strengths? What are they, how are they, what are their communication uh, styles? How, how are they seeing if they're in an escalated state, how do they play that out? You know, what do they need in order to bring down their escalation so that they can clearly think and all that. And again, aesthetics is an escalated state sometimes because people are already coming in with apprehension. They don't like something. Mm -hmm. And when you don't like something, you're already in a place where it's like, well, I don't like it because I don't feel like I'm, you know, good enough when I have, you know, extra hair on my body or this extra sagging thing here, or this extra wrinkle there, it's already an un I'm unhappy kind of moment so, and not to say they're coming in miserable, but they already kind of have that little voice kind of tapping them on the shoulder saying, you know, we got to do something about this. And so it's already an escalated sort of state. And so to know that, you know, use that on a regular basis, be like, hmm, this person seems like a high eye. I have a doctor that comes in and he just kind of orders everybody around. I need my B12 shot. I need to get this. I need to get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, quit. And he get, he gets in and out and everybody kind of feels like a whirlwind when he comes in. He's client. He's not one of our doctors. He's just client. But he lets us know he's a doctor and he lets us know this <laughs> is how it's going to play out. And um, and so everybody gets kind of like, whew, that was a lot. And then, but I mean, over the years, obviously we got, we got the rhythm of it. We understand, you know, when he comes in, it's time to like do X, Y, Z things. But before then it was kind of a stress point. We're like, Oh no, he's on the schedule. What are we going to do? It's like, and so everybody kind of braced themselves <laughs> and it's what I'm getting at is it's not always necessary to like stress. You can really kind of mentally do a little, you know, checkpoint on, you know, where are they at with their, what do you think? They think they're a high D. Oh yeah. This doctor is a high D for sure. Um, and then, you know, you also have the chatty Cathy's that come in and be like, okay, so she only booked an hour and you know, she's going to be talking for at least 45 minutes of that. So, you know, we need to like, she's definitely a high eye and we're going to like, make sure that we move her through the processes of, you know, the checkpoints, things we need to get done, um, as she's talking it up. So it's like these kinds of things start helping us get through our workday in a way. And I promise you guys, when you are good at working through some of these things and you're not, it, again, it takes judgment completely out the window, right? Because you're no longer judging people. You're now accepting them for who they are and you're understanding their flow and you're understanding their energy and all that. Um, then you now become the rock star because people want to see that you accept them. They want to see that you're not sitting there judging their whatever hangups or even how bad they think they look or whatever. And you're just like, Oh, let's say, yeah, I hear you. And this is what I hear you're saying and blah, blah, blah. And then let's, you know, let's go ahead and address it this way. And you're on the same page with them. 
So it makes all the difference in the world as a practitioner, as a professional, as a loved, adored, you know, go-to person that they want to tell all their friends about. I've just found it to be so helpful. I think the bottom line is just understanding that, that it's, when it comes to communication, it's not a one size fits all, right? The things that you, if you have just one mode of communicating, then uh, it's going to click with some people that, but, but there are other people that it's not going to click with. And so just having an awareness of your own tendencies and other people's needs and their, their, their tendencies, then I think you just uh, open up your opportunity for more successful communications. Absolutely. And that's really what this business, I mean, it's high trust business. We are always in the, you know, and everybody kind of um, gets a little shocked at first at how much it is all about, like you are at, on the same parallel as their hairdresser in their minds, as in your client's minds, you're in the same parallel as their hairdresser, as their nail tech, as their massage therapist, as the people that are making them feel better about themselves and helping them get to these places in their, you know, aesthetic needs. And so it's can be a little jolting, you know, it's kind of a, a humble pill that we take that it's like, no, you might be a medical professional. You might have all these accolades. They don't care about any of that. They care about how you make them feel and how you are delivering on that service and whether or not they can, at the end of the day, trust you. And so it can be, you know, that bit of a process. And so you can't show up with your, you know, white coat and lab, you know, aesthetic and think that they're just going to automatically respect you and do everything you say, not in this aesthetic space. In this aesthetic space, it's all about, do they, do they like you? Do they trust you? Do they feel like you are their, their person? And if they do, they're going to do more with you. And they're ultimately going to refer their friends and family to you. And it's going to be a client for life, not just a client that's shopping you for the latest, greatest, you know, Botox deal. And that's where I feel like the note gets missed a lot. And, um, and people just kind of like, kind of sit back and it's like, yeah, my, my resume should speak for itself. Nobody cares about, it. I have, I have great resume. No one ever asked me, you know, about my resume and yet they, they'll do business with me all day because of how I am showing up. So yeah, makes a difference. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> I feel like you're, you're a high eye right now. I am a high eye right now. I'm super stoked about it. <laughs> like so great. I love talking about like ways to make, you know, just people come together in an easier, you know, just no judgment way, just very much about, and again, it, it can be kind of frightening to be in this space. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like a lot of people don't survive. They like leave the hospitals to try. I'm going to go be an aesthetics nurse. I'm going to go be an aesthetics professional. And, um, and I've seen it. I mean, 12 years, you see a lot of like probably good 70, maybe closer to 80% of the people that try it don't do what they thought they were going to do in it. And sometimes it's not because you're in most of the time, it's not because you're not smart and because you don't understand the clinical side. It's because you don't understand maybe the interpersonal side or the, you know, working with clients and making them, you know, see you as their biggest cheerleader and all of that. You know, it's such an interesting thing that um, when it comes to, to business, because you're still dealing with humans and there's a still that, that emotion side of things. Right. And so that's really what this gets down to. It's, it's, it's being aware of communication styles so that you can have smooth communications. And what does that mean on the other side? If you don't have smooth communications, that means that somebody's, you know, offended, somebody is uh, taking things defensively. You know, there's, there's feelings on the other side of a miscommunication Mm -hmm. and that these, um, 
people won't remember sometimes the details of what you said, but they will re- always remember how you made them feel. Absolutely. And so that's why, again, it's a, just another, you know, a, a, another thing to be mindful of. Um, if you really want to enhance your, your career and, and, move up the ladder and do various things that I don't know exactly how it works in the med space world, but you know, if you want to have more success with people in the long run, it's to be mindful of your, your communication styles and others, even if that's not really something that your, um, your past education has exposed you to. Uh, it's something that you could just do on your personal, uh, for your, for your own personal development. And uh, not only will it help your personal relationships, it'll certainly help in your career life as well. Absolutely. And that's those, those assessments are everywhere. They're easy to take. I like the free one. I think that you get with Tony Robbins, but then there's another one that, you know, you pay some fees and you get your, your downloads, um, on online and you just really get some really good, um, good feedback about all of it. And again, encourage your, your fellow teammates, you know, your doctor, anyone that you want to, you know, really have a good harmonious relationship or working relationship with, just get them to have it done and just see what comes out. And it's like, again, not a threatening thing. And it will help you so much in the end. It'll even help you. I mean, it's like, to me, it's like, it even helped me with my kids and just trying to like relate to, you know, what's going on with them and just like figuring out what's, what's happening and so many things. Yeah. Well, cool. <laughs> I was going to say, you know what, by the way, I think I found a link for another assessment that we can take and we'll have another fun couples night doing another one. Just kidding. Um, oh, sure. <laughs> Anyhow, guys, well, thank you for joining us. Hopefully you got some good nuggets from it and definitely, you know, hit us up if you have any questions. Mike, how do they find you if they want to, you know, do a little deeper download on life coaching stuff? Sure. They can find my Facebook group at Rise and Thrive 2023. I'm also life project coach on Instagram. Awesome. And you can always find me at loose lounge. I'm always available and able to answer questions via uh, messenger. And also um, you can also reach out via the website, looselounge.com. Thanks guys. We will catch up with you next time. Take care. Bye.